2: Lifestyle. Well,
3: Hello and welcome. We're back uh, from the theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. I'm the host. We're here every week. I'm joined as I am each and every week by Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? hello everybody yeah um okay what happened this week it's so hard for me to pay pay attention i will say this and i know we i know we discussed this last week and but it's it should be mentioned that the talent on this season is just off the spectrum i'm looking at these group dates and i was like look at all these honeys there's he's he's on a group date with eight chicks and seven of them are super fucking hot. Are we still are, have we mentioned that enough, Jason?
4: I mean, you, you seem to mention it a lot more than I do. Um, but you, but you agree. Yeah. But here's the deal. Um, I mean, the show forces you to do this. There's, there are two kinds of bachelor watchers there. There's the female, um, that gets really into the drama, likes the hunks, and is it's the
3: just romance
4: all, all in on the story yeah. and then there are guys that watch it to see all the hot women because you know the show doesn't get too deep with these people and you're forced to judge them by on the surface only you're you're forced to judge the book by its cover and if we're judging this this cover it is probably the most impressive cover of any books the uh,
3: the franchise has ever produced. Um absolutely. It is they they finally got it figured out. They finally are picking by two criteria. potential for psychological breakdown combined with just pure Sex appeal. Um, I was happy to see that we that uh, Hannah was quickly dispatched this week.
4: That's the thing. It's like um, Hannah B, who has been in a, he's been she's been in a season of The Bachelor. She was the Bachelorette. She found her way into Bachelor in Paradise, and then she found her way into the opening night of this Bachelor, and uh, she really kind of took the steam out of the engine i mean with these shows you just kind of root root for uh for the drama to start with a new cast and for it to fall into all the usual cliches that we like to make fun of but you know uh hannah's hannah b's been kind of a buzzkill and i'm glad to see that she was she was dispatched early on in this episode
3: huge huge buzzkill Glad to see that she's gone. I did like, though, that when they were having the heart-to-heart, the fake heart-to-heart about would she stay and be a contestant and did she make the wrong choice on her season and all that, I did like that they were shooting everything from, like, around the corner of a doorway or through a potted plant as though to give (sighs) the illusion that these two just thought they were talking. They yeah, didn't, didn't know they were it.
4: on TV. We didn't say this coming at all. Um, when you know behind the scenes, if uh, if Peter did not word a sentence correctly, or the the mics didn't pick up anything, they they stop everything and say, "Could you please repeat that sentence to her?"
3: Yeah, repeat the lines yep. that uh, we wrote you. Okay, so what hap- What uh, what else happens? Oh, so. He's on a group date, right, with um, Hannah. Hannah's, Hannah shows up to the group date. And then he has a heart-to-heart with her through a potted plant. And But then afterward, he's too emotional. He has to shut down. He's like, sorry, guys, I can't continue with this group date with eight hotties. I got to go. I need some time alone to compose myself. What do you think about yeah.
4: that? I mean... Um- it's really a first for this, for this series. It was, I'm not even sure to be honest, if there was anything scheduled at all for this group date, I think the whole thing is a ruse, Mm -hmm. you know, Hannah B comes out and talks to the women last week and says the group date is you're going to share something about your sexual life in front of a live audience. I don't even know if any of that was true. I'm pretty sure that the, um, the scripted drama with Hannah B and, Peter in the back was going to happen, and he was going to shut the door on the rest of the date so that uh, one they could make believe that this whole thing was real, and two, it really stirred up shit with the women. I mean this this was like ultra drama because they got their date canceled, and the old I needed my time with Peter because time you know time to get to know him is very important and hannah b ruined all that yeah, hannah b did hannah he's the the witch that did all this and peter distraughtly says i'm going to cancel the group date and we'll meet up at the cocktail party which a whole bunch of good stuff happens but you could tell right away that pete's um pete's strategy is this um, the cocktail party, if no one has, has watched the show on a regular basis, is uh, him, you know, stealing away women, going to little pri- private yeah. uh, settings and talking about each other's lives. And, man, Pete really – he's a he's a toucher. I mean, this is his move. Like, he'll, um, he'll get the woman to sit right next to him. He'll put their legs across his lap. Yeah. And he will uh, – and sit – He will uh, then massage their legs as he's talking to them. Um, And none of the women have had any visible issue with him doing this. Yeah, go on. I'm just saying if there were eight women on this uh, date that was canceled, he in his mind said, I'm going to make up for the date being canceled by massaging their legs and making out with every single one of them.
3: He's a real student of pickup artist strategy. He's, he's a fan of the mystery method. And something I notice also that he does is yes, he does make a lot of physical contact, which is key, but also he does a thing and he does it to every girl where he goes, you know what I like about you? And then he says something that really, it's like psychics, you know how you go people go to a psychic and the mm-hmm. psychic's like I see you coming into a great deal of money and people are like holy shit that's what I was thinking and he does that too where he's like I you know what I like about you is you're just so open and honest and it's really refreshing because so few people are like that these days and it's just i talk to you and i just get this sense that you're really here to find a partner and that's that's all i want and he does every chick he talks to he he does something along those lines not the exact same thing but something very vague that any chick would be if they were super basic would be stoked to hear and well, it's he's he's pretty polished at it. The guy's got a rap.
4: And and one thing that um that has become h- kind of his shtick, and I don't believe it, uh, but he he has this thing where he acts pretty oblivious to some of the details that he was given by these women on night one, which runs contrary to how these things usually happen because these are so heavily produced. I have a feeling there's a, a production assistant whose sole yes. job yes. is to give him all of the yes. information about the woman that he's about to sit down with like they pull him aside and yeah. they give him it's this like- is this is her but he's he's uh I don't know if he's acting or if he's uh maybe he said I don't I don't want that that production support but he'll say things that uh, show everyone that he wasn't really paying attention the first night or he was overwhelmed that's not a great move, but but he seems to play it off well by just touching their leg and making out with them.
3: um, yeah, he's he's definitely got a rap and it's effective. And he's like cute, you know, he's he's that kind of good looking that's like harmless. like he's not like the most he's never never gonna be the most handsome guy in the room. But he's got like this harmless, vibe to him where he's just got this cute boy next door thing and meanwhile he's fucking g- pulling their panties off after like 2 minutes of conversation it's amazing
4: well i mean the the thing that he he's not good at is kind of thinking on his feet i yeah. mean
3: no well no I bachelor would, is
4: i would i would um recommend for those watching the show to I've paid close attention to each time that he's been forced to give a toast. Um, he comes up short almost every time. It oh, it it turns into something extremely generic, but he he still stumbles over it. He's like, um, "So to uh, to our to the future." <laughs> and, uh, just just watch it. It's really it's really funny because you see like the uh, the hamster wheel turning into sad. Right. <laughs> it Doesn't quite. <laughs> And and I think what I think at the end of uh, one of the rose ceremonies, I think it was last night's, he just pawned the uh, pawned it off to one of the one of the contestants.
3: No, it, yeah. Why don't you give the toast? It's amazing. Um, so, of course, there's one big development or one big uh, moment from this group date that we will for sure have to discuss. But um, Natasha was somebody. She's. Setting up to be an instigator on the show. She, um, she takes no shit. She's kind of, like, pushing it back on Pete a little bit. Like, he's not giving us enough attention. He's over there with this Hannah. This is bullshit. Um, I expected her to go home, but after an interaction together, she ended up being kept around um, then what, he, what, what
4: she did was she just called him on his yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't appreciate what just happened there. And this is BS to have an intruder come in and ruin my day. I, I sacrificed a lot to come on this show. She's one of the older ones. So I'm guessing she's, you know, gave up a, a career as an event planner to do this. Um, and... And to to everyone's surprise, like again, he touched her leg and made out with her, and she's good to go. And he kept her in the end. Totally, he's kept. I think almost all of the women of color he's kept. Yeah, yes, yes.
3: Even the the um, blonde-haired one who's not that cute, he keeps her around. Um, He Peyton, I noticed so. I got confused. I thought Peyton was the Gwen Stefani chick that got kicked off last week, so I followed her on Instagram, but she's actually not. She's a different chick. (laughs) And um, you could tell, like, when they're all sitting together at the cocktail party, if you're a student of body language, they're all – leaning in towards him like trying to be in the shot trying to be and she was down did you see that she was down at the end of the couch she was had her hips turned the opposite direction and was physically leaning away so she could be max distance away from peter and i'm like holy shit peyton who is a babe she's going home and it turned out she did go home right did you notice that jason
4: Oh yeah, no. It was a uh, visible body language, and which is unusual. Um, these these women so badly want to be famous that rarely do you get like visible signs that she's just over the shit. Um, there is one contestant, and there's usually one or two every single year that is very overwhelmed by the fact that she has to compete with women. Yeah, yes, for his attention.
3: Yeah, because these these are the chicks that are always getting the attention from guys at bars while their friends are the ones that aren't and now they're they're in a full alpha realm where it's all, all you know it's a bunch of chicks that are used to being the alpha suddenly aren't and it's it's a big culture shock
4: but it's but it is one of those things where um there's always somebody, and Victoria F is probably the biggest culprit this season.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. always
4: someone who uh, is frustrated uh, having to compete with other women yeah. for his attention. When I I had I had read this that if they weren't going to name it The Bachelor, the the name of the show was going to be competing with other women for a guy's attention.
3: <laughs> Th- that's, that would have been, that was probably a good second choice. I would say this, it's a little long. So that maybe that's why they just shortened it to The Bachelor, because that's only no, they, two words.
4: They would have come up with a, like a really cool acronym.
3: Right, yeah. Um, so he makes out with a bunch of chicks. Um, Sidney M- McKenna. Oh, McKenna. He's, he's making out with McKenna. And I wrote this quote down. And I believe it was Pete that said this. No, it was McKenna who said, and I quote, you are somebody that truly makes me want to leave the past right where it is. Which, yeah. I, which I thought was very moving and real. So
4: McKenna uh, is the uh, the youngest contestant. Is she she's, the, she's Canadian. She's 22 Fashion blogger, uh, which is just another way of saying lives at home and is not employed. Yeah, um, twenty-two years old. To think that there is a, a woman that was born in nineteen ninety-seven.
3: Um, I really hate when you do this. You did this last week too, and see. it's it's off-putting because it really drives home the the fact that these chicks are much too young for us to be. Oggling and if we if we saw them in real life we would never ogle them we would look away we would not it would not even we would not even notice them because they're so young and yet when they're on tv it's completely fine to be lustful and then you remind me that this chick's born in 1997 and i'm like ugh, that's gross that's well, super let me, gross
4: let me um let me kind of re-engineer a famous line from a famous movie to cater to our audience. Um, so humor me. You know what the coolest part about doing the uh, the Bachelor Lifestyle podcast is?
3: Is uh, we keep getting older?
4: We, yep. We keep getting older and they stay the same <laughs> that's age. Right, that's
3: right. I mean, I've long advocated, as I've made clear many times on this show, the greatest Bachelor in Bachelor history, a lot of people will say, Andrew Firestone. Some will say Bob Guinea. Maybe some, some even like Juan Pablo Galavis. But my all time favorite bachelor is of course, Byron (laughs) Velvic. He popped in around season, I don't know, five. And when they, they're like, Hey, Let's try to skew a little older this season. Instead of a 27-year-old dude, let's pick a dude that's 40. And then all the chicks can be like 38. And it was kind of good. Uh, but they're never going to do that again. But I, I, I've long advocated that the world is ready for another mature bachelor season. We need a mature bachelor. Uh, okay, Stu. Lexi, the ginger, she is, I'm really into her because she's both attractive and she seems insane, but we got to get to Savannah. Well, first there was the Savannah versus McKenna fight. Savannah's the, Savannah's the champagne chick, right? No. Oh shit. Uh,
4: Hold on. You're thinking of Kelsey, right? That's Kelsey. Kelsey, Yes. Hold on. Kelsey's the champ. And, and by the way, my, My favorite takeaway from this episode, and we got to get into it a little bit at some point, hashtag champagne facial. Like in in a show that has a bunch of cheesy, contrived humor that is not organic at all, that may be one of the most organic scenes in the history of the show that I had. I I repeatedly rewound it and watched it. It was so funny.
3: It was really good. It was – I knew it was coming and – I. Still made me crack up. But before that, Savannah and McKenna were fighting about something. And I for the life of me, despite having watched the entire episode, I had no fucking clue what they were fighting about and what their issue was. Can you shed some light on that?
4: I, I what I need to know is why do you keep going back to Savannah? It's it's a uh, Hannah, Hannah and versus Kelsey, right? Hannah well, Ann's the big heavyweight. Well, I, the, uh, the, I like the Hannah.
3: Main. I like Hannah Ann. Yeah, they're in a fight too, but that's that came after, or that was part of the champagne thing. I thought there was a fight before that. Okay, let's just jump to the champagne. Kelsey, who is a um clothier, which is that means she that means she works at Macy's, right?
4: <laughs> the gap, yeah.
3: Yeah, Nord, Nordstrom, because she's from Des Moines, and she's a fashion clothier, which mm-hmm. I'm 100 percent sure means. She works at a department store, which is fine. Um, She brought a very special bottle of champagne from Des Moines, special to share with the bachelor. And also, um, Kelsey's. She's looking a little rough. She looks like she's done the rounds in Vegas at Little Darlins, maybe. Deja vu. uh,
4: She's a former uh, Miss Iowa.
3: Is she? Cause she's, oh, yeah. she looks a little worse for wear. She's got the lips are plumped up, the makeup's a little rough. This the, the hair.
4: She kind of reminds me of uh of bad lighting woman on Seinfeld. Like yes, she looks yes. she looks spectacular <laughs> right. given certain angles and lighting.
3: But then, then they light her up and she looks bad. That's a good point. She's got everything's bad, but she brought a special bottle of champagne and for some reason she decided to chill that champagne and leave it right where anybody could get at it. And of course, Hannah Ann, who they're setting up to be the villain on this season, and they must have been super low on villains. They must have thought, hey, this chick's a model. She's banging. Like, all these other girls are for sure going to be jealous of her. Let's make her the villain because she just seems like a nice person. Like, I don't, I have not gotten the vibe that she's a bitch at all, and yet all the other girls hate her. Have they, yeah. am, I, am I missing something, Jason?
4: Yeah, so the, um, the, the first— episode uh she got into it with a woman because she had the gull to have the the balls to go up and talk with him a couple times before this woman uh had the balls to to talk with him once so for some reason it was hannah ann's problem um and then yeah in this episode there's the champagne gate i still am not clear on what happened there was somehow there was two champagne bottles in the same place at once that was the big big reveal
3: That was the big reveal. That they, she, it was assumed that she had cracked into uh, Kelsey's special bottle of champagne. But then it was later revealed that there was, in fact, a second bottle of champagne placed on the set.
4: But, but just to to kind of like set it up, like so, yeah, Kelsey, for some reason, kept making a big deal that she she saved this champagne bottle for an entire. 14 months
3: she even she even announces a, a year? I I brought a it from Des months. Moines
4: yeah I, and but the way she's talking about it, and I, I know nothing about champagne, and maybe I'm talking way out of school here. I don't know if you can keep it around for, for decades, yes, but yes. She, she made it sound like this was something that was like a 1963 champagne that her yes. her father gave to her in his will. I
3: like where you're going she's, with this.
4: She's had it for 14 months. Yes, yeah. And she bought it for a special occasion, yeah. which, which I don't – again – I don't know a whole lot about champagne, but the only time I ever see it is for special occasions.
3: It's the only time anybody drinks champagne.
4: Yeah. So her saying that that she had a a bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne for 14 months did not really move my needle at all. And then for a special occasion, which is I think on every bottle, it says for a special occasion. It's the only time you drink it. So so she had that out. And then um, she was firstly uh, pissed because Hannah Ann— uh, took some time. She, uh, yeah. she took Peter before Kelsey could grab him to do this big champagne reveal. So she was already pissed off and crying. Um, yep. A lot of crying in this yep. season so far. Victoria F., the biggest culprit, but Kelsey's catching her with the tears, and uh, she says, I can't believe this. I had this bottle for 14 months, and some other woman uh, takes my time. And then Hannah Ann whips out a a champagne bottle, and they had it nice and loud, the popping of the bottle, and Peter and her going over-exuberant over with, uh, with the toast. It's so great. Getting all the women very concerned and dramatic, and then Kelsey starts to cry again. So she's already teared up twice before she could do this big thing with Peter. She walks up to Hannah Ann and just confronts her without any questions asked and said, you did this on purpose. That was my bottle of champagne and you did this. And I think she threw in the B word yeah. at some point. Yeah. And uh, Hannah Ann from the get-go is like, actually, I didn't know. Of course we- she didn't know. It was a bottle of champagne. And because they're for special occasions, we opened them. Yeah,
3: Of course, of course. So they, ha- so H- Hannah Ann, who, I'm way into like at first I didn't like her and I like get why she is going to be she's going to make a deep run in the show. And she probably is the front runner and is very likely to win the show at this point unless she pulls the move where she tries to get herself to be the bachelorette late in the show, which is the smart move.
4: No, I definitely get a I definitely get a fame vibe from her. Oh, she, you think? She wants to go deep what? and be oh
3: yeah oh yeah i didn't get that i think she wants a wife but here's here's there's so much going on with kelsey chelsea kelsey 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 the fashion clothier from des moines iowa first of all champagne widely available there's champagne there's very good champagne that you can get really anywhere Corner Liquor Store is going to have like a nice bottle of Veuve or Moet or Tattinger or Bollinger. Like any of the good French champagnes are widely available to you. But she had a special one that she procured that she brought from from Des Moines, Iowa. She saved it. Okay. I mean, it's maybe it's a better kind of champagne that you just can't get in Los Angeles. It's fine. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to give her that. But then it's determined. You know, this- what,
4: you know what I think it was? I think yeah. um, I had read um, where she got on the plane with it and she uh, she put it in the luggage and they went through her luggage and they called her back to like the, the customs area. And it was yeah. like. You can't carry this on the plane because at any liquor store in L.A., when you arrive, you could just buy one. Yes, of
3: course. Everybody does that. But it's a big deal. She thinks someone's had her champagne, and it's determined that no one has had her champagne. And so finally, she sits down with Pete, and they've worked it out. They've discovered that her champagne was safe all the time. And they zoom in on the couple, and the label on her special champagne is visible And it's not even champagne. (laughs) It's fucking prosecco, which is Italian sparkling wine that is normally mixed with orange juice at brunch. There's nothing special about it.
4: Did they? They, but they never drew attention to that, right? You, 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 you discovered that on your own. This
3: is something I noticed. It said real big on the fucking foil on the top of the bottle prosecco and wow. the only champagne that is real champagne we all know comes from france and if you and, you, and if it's a good champagne it comes from the reims region <laughs> not from fucking italy where prosecco is made how is this a thing
4: yeah, I would have never caught
3: that. So, the, of course, I noticed. Um, really, but then uh, what happened? Then they crack, they pop the bottle, and it's really exciting. And then Peter does a thing. And this is, was this set up? Because he goes, Do you want to pour it in a glass or do you want to sip it from the bottle? And she goes, I don't know, the bottle? Which I have, at maybe like 19 years old, once tried to do. And I can very, very confidently explain to anyone in my listening audience that it is impossible to sip champagne from the bottle because it is so carbonated, it always explodes in your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: the, uh, her exact line uh, after he, he verified, you really want to drink this out of the bottle? She says, um, I'm not a classy bitch all the time. And then she she drinks. She gets the uh, hashtag champagne facial. It's the best. It's the um, best. And this is after she's been crying. Yeah. She finally gets her way. And then she just is uh, miserable after that. I think she started crying
3: again. And, uh, and it's full. It does a full like the champagne facial. If you haven't seen it, just type in that hashtag on Twitter and you'll see lots of gifs of Mm -hmm. the champagne facial, but it's a full like explosion up the nose, like up, up the bridge of the nose, like between the eyeballs, like a little bit in the eyes. Like it's super embarrassing and would be uh, like, not just embarrassing to to do on TV, but if you did this on a date, you would feel like an idiot. And
1: (laughs) it was amazing
4: because it it no, undoubtedly caused some damage. Like for sure, <laughs> it wasn't just an it wasn't just a blunder. Like there had to be yes. um, carbonation in her uh, nasal
3: cavity. Yes, oh for sure. Like that was still pouring out of her nose for the rest of the night. No <laughs> question. Um, it was great. That was of course the highlight of the episode. Um, they work it out. I think there might have been a make-out or something after, um, and then we get to the rose ceremony. And I started listing all the chicks that got roses, McKenna, the Canadian Victoria P. I think hers, she's the one that's mom was on heroin, Natasha um, Jasmine, the Asian chick, Sarah, the really tiny one that I think is cute. Lexi, the ginge, Hannah Ann, who's we've determined is banging. You know who I like on this show is Alexa, the pussy waxer from Chicago. She she's appears to be of mixed race. She's got the beautiful curly hair. She's very yeah. uh she's beautiful skin. She's really hot and I feel like she is kind of like flying under the radar like unnoticed how just extremely beautiful she is.
4: Well, I mean between Hannah B and then Hannah Ann and yeah. Kelsey Yeah. Uh Kelly took up a lot of um A bandwidth last week. Oh yeah, yeah, Kelly. They haven't been able to do much with with women. Mad at Madison, who went on the first one on one, met the family.
3: Oh yeah, the basketball chick.
4: She's she's been kept around. She She got got a a picture. She
3: got a picture with the family. Yeah, a
4: family picture.
3: Pretty weird. In episode two. Yeah, yeah. So she for sure thinks she's his girlfriend, which is the trick that they pull on one girl every year now. She's got a picture of herself in the middle, surrounded by Pete and his entire family. (laughs) Also, those earrings she was wearing were hideous. Um, Yeah, there's some some under-the-radar chicks still hanging around on the show that I need to get more screen time, frankly— number one on my list is alexa uh but then eventually he gets he gives out all the roses and the the three that go home are the one that looks like jada pinkett i don't know her name
4: Is this the one with the the massive uh set
3: i don't know she had a um she kind of looked like shade she's black oh, she had her hair much. pulled back real tight that's not her
4: i, I have no idea
3: well she um, she, she went she went home
4: but the one that I'm thinking of is the one that you uh, you pointed out last week has uh, Courtney. It's it's too bad that Courtney was sent home.
3: Oh, was that Courtney? So Peyton was the other one. And then the third one was the co- – yes, she did have a big rack. She's the – um, was she a flight attendant?
4: Cosmetologist. Right. Whole,
3: Cosmetologist. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, she's gone.
4: Flight attendants are still around, right? Uh, Megan? There's a bunch. Okay, and Jade, maybe they were sent home. these women don't sound familiar. Um, but the so I think that the comer the 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 one that excuse that me gained, yeah, the one that gained a lot with me this week uh-huh. that um, she's a total head case who who cries at um, at, any, at at a blink of an eye, but Victoria F was looking very good in this entire episode like she I. I, I did not notice her much last week. She's the one with the dry, the dry vagina joke that didn't go over too well.
3: Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, she's nuts.
4: And and she's nuts for sure, she's but she's really easy to look at. Totally she was a green. She's the one that uh was hesitant about doing the runway and then just
2: owned it. And like, then but she, there like, whoa.
3: She's like, I'm not comfortable in my own skin. And she's wearing like little Denim short shorts and yes. like a t- tight low cut top, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm very comfortable with you in your own skin. Very
4: well put together. She's hot. She's super yeah. hot. So she, so he kept her, um, and he obviously um, the the one that I was into last week, and I don't even think she was given a second of airtime, unless I'm wrong, is Sydney, um, who's got like a Catherine McVee kind of uh, vibe. No. I don't know if. You guys know this, this reality star.
3: Yeah, Catherine McVie is the one. She's married to um, David Foster, who's like 60-something, and she's 35.
4: Yeah, and then uh, Alea, Al- 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 she's the, the orthodontist right. assistant. Right, uh, yes. Protectors.
3: She's still around? Yeah, yeah, she's there.
4: Okay, and then, yeah, he kept Kiera around. The uh, Who, Who's she? The, the woman of color with blonde hair.
3: Yeah, I'm not really feeling her at all. Um, so then what happens there? What's the cliffhanger? They have a group date. Victoria F isn't comfortable in her own skin. And then I kind of like, I'll be honest, kind of fell asleep towards the end. What happened?
4: Um, I'm trying to think too. I mean, it obviously wasn't very, uh, memorable because they did the whole runway thing where the prize was a closet full of. What is it? Revolve, Revolve
3: clothing. Clothes,
4: which, yeah. Which I mean, I, I know nothing about Revolve, but every single woman were like, uh, got instantly excited yep. at the prospect of this. I'm like, for for once, like kind of the real side comes out. Like, you know, the one that that one may have gotten a, a chance for uh, Peter to see them the most, and all this is for love and marriage and stuff. But the second they dangled free fashion. <laughs> yeah, all of them were like, "Whoa, I need to win that."
1: Um, I, they
3: also had the guy, the uh, one of the original Queer Eye guys, the one that's like super flaming, and not that there's anything wrong with that. I totally support that. Um, he he is the one. He is the owner of one of the greatest lines I've ever heard on television. Uh, I saw probably thirty seconds in my life ever. Of the um show Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and he was on it and they were like they were like giving a makeover to this like real like this bodybuilder looking dude with like really long hair and he was yoked and he and he was laying out some clothes and he goes um he goes he's like putting down outfits on the bed that the guy might wear and he goes um, I pulled these last night while I was thinking about you and then he goes that's not all that I pulled last night while I was thinking about you.
4: <laughs> I like that. And
3: I was like, that's the, still like my favorite line in the history of television. That's all I know about him. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, yeah. so, so this is
4: how, it, this is the cliffhanger. So yeah, um, cliffhanger, you remember. So, so, so after the Revolve fashion um, fashion runway um, event that Hannah Ann ended up winning over Victoria F., which just a, a couple of seconds on this. Victoria F was so insecure. So banging. Um, so, she's so, cute. Um, so not comfortable in my body. All these other women are very comfortable. I can't compete with them. She's also, you know, she's the one that, that doesn't like to compete on the show that you're supposed to compete on. Yeah. Um, she, she comes in second. Like she's chosen to, to be the final two by these judges. She barely loses out to, I think a, a, Pageantry model, this Hannah Ann. You could tell she's had some experience, of course. And um, and then she starts crying that she lost. Like you overachieved. You got much further than your um, hesi- hesitation right. led you to believe. Right. And then she starts crying that she lost.
3: Yeah, you almost uh, won.
4: Yeah. So um, she's a head case, but she's she's great to look at. Love her. She. Um, so at the um, at the uh, the drinks the night after or the night of the big, the biggest drama of the season so far, Hannah and drops the word bully into the show, yeah. which, you know, if you follow the bachelor throughout the years, um, you know, last, last year, they broke that huge barrier by having two brave gay women for the first time in the history of the show. They, um, yeah, if you look at the cast that's remaining, it's basically, um, it's a co it's a collection of diversity. There yeah, is every yep. single race represented and that's not on accident. No. Nope. And then, um, of course the buzzword bully, if you use a, the word bully, say then that. Ev- every, that then, then it, yeah. So anyways, Hannah and uses her time with Peter to be like, yeah, this Kelsey chick's just been up in my grill and she yeah. won't, off of me yeah. and she's used words she's called me names to my face no one's ever treated me like this before she's really being a bully boom at that point peter's gotta gotta bring kelsey back he's gotta um uh, he's gotta tell her what hannah Ann said that she's a bully kelsey goes right to the tears says I have been bullied. I know what being bullied is oh, like. Shit. I am not bullying her, yep. and she got all upset. Peter pulls the move that um, you and I have. You and I have brought this up in recent seasons. I think it's a a law that the Bachelor cannot bring the two um, contesting women into the same room to hash it
3: out. No, no, because it, it would be it would be fixed yeah. in one yeah. second.
4: They need, to, they need to let the drama uh, continue. So Peter does what a lot of bachelors have done, and he believes the last person he spoke to. Yeah. Uh, so he was about ready to send Kelsey home. You could tell Kelsey pulls out of it, and now the cliffhanger is Kelsey goes back to the women, and everyone's like, oh, what's wrong? You look distraught. What was that all about? And she's like, well, Hannah Ann thinks I'm a bully. She thinks I'm a bully, and then she's like, "I can't, I can't handle this." And then she starts walking towards the exit. Cliffhanger uh, to be continued next week. Will Kelsey, the uh, bad lighting woman, uh, leave the show?
3: Let's hope so, because she's a real bummer. But also, I'm now I'm, I'm recalling in through my slumber, there was another preview that made it look like Victoria F who you and I both agree is super cute where she says this might not be the show for me and I might not be cut out for this and I'm not into it. And she's telling Peter and they're making it look like she's going to leave, but she's not going to leave. Right.
4: I mean, that, that to me isn't really much of a foreshadowing because they've already made her out to be that person anyways. Right. right. But this whole thing that they've now uh, teased twice Obviously, the uh, the proposal is supposed to happen in the middle of the desert, which looks uncomfortable and hot because um, you're wearing a tux under the sun. And uh, Chris Harrison reveals something to him like, you know what? I have something to tell you, but not much we could do about this. Uh, this is what they said. And then Peter is um, goes into a, a massive emotional uh, spiel. So. They have now teased that twice. That happens at the end of the season, presumably. Um, but the show wants you to think it's a really big deal.
3: Yeah, exactly. And nothing's going to happen. And that's what always happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, good job. Until next week, we'll, we will discuss more. Um, it's a pretty good season so far, though. you into it?
4: No, I'm into it. I'm way and- into it. Let me spend fifteen seconds oh, giving yeah. you my most recent uh, top three.
3: Oh yeah, let's I do think, a top three.
4: Let's. Uh, I think Victoria P is still is still in the top three. The nurse,
3: heroin that, mom. I'm not into that, her. Go on.
4: That, that raised her daughter. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not into it either. Yeah. But I think that she's got the heart to go far. Yep. Um, and then Madison, who got the first, first uh, date and the picture with the family, the one that didn't get any play in this second episode, which is strange because she took up a lot of space. in the first one is Kelly, the woman that he met in the lobby of his
1: tenure. Oh, Actually, right. The she's
4: lawyer. She's cute. Yep. And, but she, I don't think she had a single word to say in this. She episode. didn't. She didn't. Uh, so I don't know if, I think we both chose her as a player in this one. She last is. Week. Yep. Yep. So it's Hannah Ann, and it's Victoria P, and it's Madison for me. And I really hope he keeps um, he keeps a Victoria F around because too. she's easy to look at.
3: Me too. Um, I think just um, I think Hannah Ann's gonna make a deep run. If she doesn't win it, she makes a play for Bachelorette. Um, I like. I'd forgotten about Kelly. I like her to also go deep in the game, and I can't think of a third one, honestly.
4: I I think a dark horse would be 22-year-old McKenna.
3: Yeah, the Canadian. I could see her making a run as well. He seems to like her. Um, Possibly, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll rehash it next week. Uh, For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week.
2: Please. Can I see you for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. back and Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection. We falling in love, and we chilling in the mansion, outside the hot tub We starting in LA and then we travel the world and We toastin' champagne, we got 32 girls Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated We always speculating like you wouldn't believe But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve So, it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the ball of lifestyle we living in It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in